like, like a little can't stand the sound of people crumbling like up around people's backs. White noise. It's like a little sound show. Sound show. Welcome to Sound Show. Today, we're doing something fun. You probably know a bunch of optical illusions. You see them all the time in textbooks and museums and compressed JPEGs on Facebook. But there are auditory illusions as well. Illusions where your brain messes with what you think you're hearing. So today, we're going to look at some of them in kind of an illusion round robin. Four outline staffers, four illusions, and we're all going to go around the circle and mess with each other's heads. So one thing before we begin. A lot of these illusions will work best if you're listening on headphones. Through speakers, you might get the gist of what's going on, but it won't be quite the same as the kind of isolation you get from headphones. Okay, with that out of the way, let's get to it. Adrian Jeffries. Hi. Senior editor at The Outline here. That's me. Are you ready to have your mind blown? Yes. Okay. So I'm going to play you a scale. And this is a chromatic scale, which means it travels up through each of the pitches in the Western music system. Okay. Okay, you noticing anything weird about it? It sounds like it's plateauing. Yeah, so it... So you're hearing it rise and rise and rise forever, but it also doesn't sound like it's getting any higher overall, right? But I do have the sense that it's still ascending, which makes me afraid that my mind is going to explode. So this is called the Shepard Scale. It's named after the cognitive scientist Roger Shepard, who invented it. It's made of these tones called, uh, you guessed it, Shepard Tones. So what makes Shepard Tones special is that they're a blend of octaves of the same note. An octave is a musical interval where one note's frequency is double or half of the others. So both of these notes are C, but they exist in different octaves. Mm -hmm. In a shepherd tone, the octaves are stacked in such a way that it's really ambiguous which one your ear latches onto. So in our shepherd scale example, you're hearing a bunch of chromatic scales being played in different octaves stacked on top of each other. So here's two of them alone. So that's just mm-hmm. two of them stacked on top of each other. The trick in the shepherd scale, though, is how loud they are in relation to each other. So each copy of the scale starts out super quiet and low in pitch, and then it gets louder around the middle of its range. And as it gets to the top, it gracefully fades out to nothing as it reaches the very, very top of its range. So it's getting louder. And then it's getting softer. And it's gone. So you see where this is going? I'm not sure. Okay. Now if you take that sequence, duplicate it, and shift it over in time so that the octaves are displaced, mm-hmm. you get this. And now you can hear the second one start to come in. Mm-hmm. It's very anxiety-producing. It is. now the first one has ended, okay. and now you're being left with only the second one. So the illusion is of, like, an eternal, infinite escalation. Yeah, this actually works descending as well. So to get, like, up to our original Shepard scale, uh, if you keep that going and you always creep in a new copy of the scale as the last one is fading out, you get the full Shepard scale. I gotta say, I don't like this. 
it's not a pleasant well, this, illusion. This this instance of the illusion is not <laughs> like maybe if you had done it with harps or something. So, like some people have described this as the audio equivalent of a barber's pole. As each copy of the scale climbs its way to the top, another one enters up below it, and this creates the illusion of constantly rising motion, even though on the whole, the entire thing is staying relatively static. Just like on a barber's pole, you've got your one height, Mm -hmm. and as one reaches the top, another one starts creeping in at the bottom. You mentioned that this isn't pleasant, but people actually do use this in music. Really? Yeah, and you can create, like, kind of interesting. So there's a part of, uh, I believe it's Mario World 64, has an infinite stair run at Uh some point, and they use a variation on a shepherd's scale. Nice. To illustrate that. Just this year, Regina Spector used one, used a descending version of a shepherd scale in a song called Tornado Land. It's cool. And it continues down and down and down and down and down into the basement. Would the effect change the longer you listen to this? It might drive you insane. (laughs) (laughs) So there's one variation on the scale that's even trippier than those. Okay, great. (laughs) It was first made by the French composer Jean-Claude Rizé, who just died this past August. He took it a step farther, and instead of a discrete scale, he used this big, slow glissando instead. A glissando is when you glide from one pitch to another continuously rather than discreetly. So Mm -hmm. if you imagine like a slide whistle or a trombone moving while playing a pitch, that's a glissando. So... A shepherd rosé glissando sounds like uh, a swirling nightmare. And here's a descending one. I feel like this sound is actually more familiar. Like that this is used to effect in cartoons and stuff. Sounds like the sound that you would play in a movie or cartoon or like as Alice is falling down the rabbit hole. This is horrible. It's creepy. Um, so I've got one bonus illusion that's kind of related to this one. Uh, Rizé also worked out a way to do the same kind of thing with rhythm instead of pitch. So here's a breakbeat that sounds like it's perpetually speeding up. That's really cool. Oh, wow, this goes on for five minutes. <laughs> I'm not going to play um, but it's the same idea as the scale. Uh-huh. The rhythm starts at half speed, quietly, then gradually increases to full speed, where it fades away slowly at that point. Mm-hmm. So it's the same idea of this creeping in in the middle of the cycle and overlapping them. But instead, what's happening is you're listening to the same sample speeding up and up and up and up over itself. Uh-huh. And it works because it starts at half and ends at at full speed. It definitely does sound like the increases are getting smaller. In the beginning, it seems like it's accelerating more. And then by the end, it does sound like it's starting to plateau. So is that your brain getting used to it? I, maybe. I feel like this is, this illusion is like definitely very useful for doing things to people without them realizing it. I think they all manipulating are. Manipulating their emotions. All the illusions in this episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess that's what it's all about. All right, it's my turn now. I have Tolu Edionwe, who's going to experience my illusion. Hi, Tolu. Hi, Adrian. <laughs> Do you know why we have two ears? No. <laughs> <laughs> 
Having two ears helps us locate the direction a sound is coming from. If it's louder in your right ear, for example, it's probably coming from somewhere to the right. And this is called binaural hearing, which basically just means having two ears and everything that that enables. So what happens when you play one tone in one ear and another tone in another ear? Would you like to find out? Yes. <laughs> okay. In the right ear, you're now hearing a 200 hertz tone. And now in the left, you're hearing a 210 hertz tone. And then when you put them together, you should hear a sort of phantom pulsing on top of the first two tones. Yes. Do you hear that? Yeah. Can you describe it? It reminds, it's mostly because you said phantom, I think, but I'm mm -hmm. thinking of Scooby-Doo. Yes. Um, yeah. So it's kind of like a pulsating, wobbly, uneven. Yeah, UFO type. Yes. Situation. Definitely. Yeah. Very spooky. So that sound is not real. Say more. <laughs> <laughs> In acoustics, um, a beat is when two sounds of different frequencies interfere with one another. And this is usually perceived as a fluctuating or a kind of pulsing in volume. But if you play two slightly different tones out of two speakers, or you hit two slightly different tuning forks at the same time, you will hear the same sort of beat. And this is called a monaural beat, and it's a physical phenomenon. This also happens when you hear two instruments that are playing slightly out of tune with each other. The two waves are falling in and out of sync with each other, so you're actually hearing something physical that's happening. That's a monaural beat. The beat that you heard in your headphones, however, is different and much weirder. It's called a binaural beat. The binaural beat is a byproduct of your brain's auditory processing. That's why it only works in headphones when sound is being piped directly into each ear. If you take one headphone off, the pulsing will go away. So if you're listening on headphones right now, try taking off one at a time and listen for how the beat disappears when you're listening to only one headphone. Okay. Did yeah. you hear the difference? Yes. So it's just your brain playing a weird trick that makes it sound like there's a third pulsing thing happening when really there's two separate tones and no pulsing. So, That's weird. yeah, what's even weirder about it is that the beats are always the frequency of the difference between the two tones. So since we're listening to two tones, one at 200 hertz and one at 210 hertz, the binaural beat is 10 hertz, which is the difference between the two real tones. That means it's pulsing 10 times a second. So something that I learned that was interesting as I was researching this was that it's uh, really hard to research it because most of the internet results for binaural beats are from alternative medicine communities. People who are putting up remixes on YouTube that are like 12 hours of binaural beats to listen to while you're sleeping in order to like improve cognition and focus and people think it has a lot of mental benefits and the reasons that they believe that are based on a very flimsy understanding of very shaky science. Mm -hmm. 
Beats. All right. Lucid Dreaming Sleep Track 8-Hour Sleep Cycle with Binaural Beats and Isochronic Tones. <laughs> this lucid dream-inducing music track contains bell triggers that might wake you up during the night. These are intentionally placed at specific time points to help enhance more vivid dreams to occur and are also intended as your subconscious reality checker. If you wish to have an undisturbed, good sound sleep, please try our other music tracks found in our channel's Slumberland playlist, which you can access by clicking here. This is from nice. Brainwave Power Music. <laughs> no, I like it. It's definitely become popular with a certain kind of crowd, and there's even one program called iDoser that supposedly gets you high from binaural beats. Don't know. <laughs> there's no scientific consensus on whether binaural beats can influence brainwaves and therefore your mental state. There have been some experiments that showed that binaural beats affected mental state in some ways and some that showed they do not. It's more like a curiosity, something we don't fully understand. But if you do want to listen to four hours of binaural beats while you sleep, go ahead. Uh, just know that there's not that much evidence that it's anything more than a party trick at this point. Cool. Okay, so my turn now. I'm here with Owen Phillips. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> and we also have John out in the control room, and he's going to play this game with us, too. Let's get to it. So you have your pen and paper. Oh, okay. This, this is, is for me. This is for you. So I'm going to play you some pairs of tones, and I want you to write down if each pair is going up or going down. So ascending or descending? Yes. Okay. 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 Hmm. Okay. Oh. Okay. So. Tell you? Yes. All right. So I got down, down, up, down. I also got down, down, up, down. What did you get, John? I got up, 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 up. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> what? And then um, we had, so I had talked to everyone in the office before, uh, and I think nobody else got down, down, up, down. Interesting. There were a lot of mixed results. What does that say about me? Well, okay. How is this possible is what you're asking. Right? Yeah. It's, and it seems so clear to you, right, that it's this is this is what you heard. Sure. But John heard them all up. Mm -hmm. And Sam heard up, down, down, down. Interesting. It's all due to this thing called the tritone paradox. The tritone paradox. The tritone paradox. Uh, so... This uh, psychology professor, Diana Deutsch, uh -huh. um, first wrote about this phenomenon in 1986. Uh, it's where a pair of tones, which are separated by half an octave, which is what we call a tritone. Sure. Um, it gets heard as ascending by some people and then descending by others. Okay. Uh, but the trick, like the reason why, is uh, these tones are constructed like the ones in a shepherd scale. Each shepherd tone is multiple octaves of the same pitch at various volumes. So it can be uh, ambiguous what octave your ear latches onto because mm. they're a bunch playing. Mm -hmm. uh, but when you have two of these tones paired together, like what we just heard, our perception gets weirder. Okay. And are you about to tell me now that some people perceive it to be different for different reasons? Yes. Okay. 
Thanks, Owen. <laughs> what kind of reasons? <laughs> yeah, so, okay, the way we hear these tones tend to correlate with uh, what country we come from or what region of the country we're from, Ooh. things like that. Uh, so Diana Deutsch is from London. Right. Um, and she was teaching in San Diego at the time of discovering this. Sure. Uh, and so she did a study comparing people from England, her home country, to, like, native Californians. Uh, and she found that they often heard the patterns in opposite ways. Okay. And then another study <laughs> that she did later, uh, she found that there was a relationship between the pitch range of the listener's speaking voice and how they perceive the tone patterns. In yet another study, she found that mothers and their children often hear the tone patterns in the same way. So everyone's hearing this differently for different reasons. Yeah. So can I, can I ask a question? Yes. Do you always hear it the same way every time you hear it? Like, for example, if, I t- if, if you played those notes for me again, or those pairs of octaves again, in like uh, a day, would, mm-hmm. I, would I have the same response every time? Or would I perceive a different depending on my own mood as well? Well, I am not sure uh-huh. about the last part of that. Yeah, uh, yeah. I got. Like I, I, I have. I have a feeling. I have a strong feeling that there, uh, you will not have consistent responses. Actually, let's do this. Let's check back tomorrow and see if you hear anything different. Okay, I like that idea. Okay, day two of the experiment. Oh, I'm ready. All right. I've been thinking about it all night. Yeah? You've a little like, bit. <laughs> that first one. Yeah. Okay. Let's play the tones. Ah, oh, it's so weird. <laughs> it's, it's weird because I remember what my what my answers were. Do you really? Were yesterday, and it's definitely different this time. Okay, let me see what... Let me see the new answers, actually. What? So, so I got down, 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 down this time. I feel like it was going down each time. That is not what you said. Yeah, that's different. I think it was yesterday. It was down, down, up, down. Yes. Right. Yeah. Like I said, I've been thinking about it all night. <laughs> and did that help you think about it all night? I don't know. I think I, I honestly, I, I really do think there might be something to do with maybe mood. I mean, this is pure speculation. But I, there's something about maybe being in a happier mood or, you know, optimistic or... So what does this what does this all mean? Why why am I hearing it like this? All this comes back to uh, pitch, and it's often said that perfect pitch, which is like the ability to identify a note absolutely without any reference, uh, is rare in most regions. But what this tritone paradox shows us is that we all have like these systems of pitch recognition, and they're influenced by the communities that we grow up in. Cool. So. That's that is the tritone paradox. Tritone paradox. Okay, so now it's my turn to present an audio illusion. I'm here with John. Hey, we're taking it all back full circle to where it began. And I don't know what to expect. Well, you shouldn't expect anything because it's going to be amazing, but I want you to go in with absolutely no expectations. My head is clear. The only way I can set this up is basically to explain that this is weird and strange. I'm just going to start out with that because I actually don't know how else to set this up. Uh, So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to start off by playing one clip into what I hope is your right ear, depending on how you have your headphones set on right now. And I'm going to play a different clip into your left ear. Okay, we're going to start with that. This is coming straight from... Uh, a web page that I'll explain later where it's coming from. But uh, again, we're going to start off by just playing one clip into your right ear. All right, you ready? Mm-hmm. 
Okay, cool. And now I'm going to play a different clip into your left ear. Okay. Okay. So nothing has happened yet. So don't be disappointed if your mind isn't blown. Okay, well, my mind wasn't blown yet. Right, exactly. But notice uh, that how those kind of clips jump around and pitch a little bit. Mm -hmm. It sounds a little jerky, a little disjointed. But they loop. But they loop. But they loop. Uh, But it's definitely different, something that's kind of going up, up and down in pitch, right, Mm -hmm. in different clips. Just hold on to that just for a second, because now I'm going to put those two clips, I'm going to play them together at the same time, both into your left ear and to your right ear. Okay. Isn't it weird how all of a sudden now you're hearing these two nice melodies, both ascending and descending? Because remember, what those, here's what these clips sound like in isolation. Right, right, right. right. You're hearing it in right, your left yeah, ear. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's weird, right? Uh-huh. Okay. And now it's going to come back all the way and we're going to pan it all the way to your right. Uh-huh. So strange, right? Because again, this is disjointed. But all of a sudden when something weird happens, when you put those two <laughs> clips and you play them together, your brain mashes these clips together. Instead of hearing them as these two distinct clips that are disjointed in pitch, your brain automatically reshuffles some of the notes that are coming in one ear so that the other ear sounds like it has like this coherent melody. So it takes one ear, the notes that are going into one ear, and pipes them basically almost mm-hmm. into the other mm-hmm. ear. Yeah. Subconsciously, you don't even really recognize it so that you can make out this weird kind of coherent melody. Right. So this uh, is kind of like with the binaural beats thing where my brain is putting together something I'm hearing separately in each ear and combining it into something that I'm processing it, I guess, in a way... Am I inventing these notes? No. No, I'm well, not. So, so kind of. So this weird thing happens, but basically kind of what's happening is like neither of those, that those two nice melodies you hear up and down when you hear them together, I mean, those melodies aren't don't really exist, right? I mean, those kind of kind of be, being created out of just pure chaos, kind of what it sounds okay, like. Okay, so, wait, so what's going on? Like, so b- both of them are there except that they're being split between left and right? Exactly. Okay. So both. So every there. other note of every other one note. is alternating left and right? Exactly. So okay. you're, you're jumping ahead of me for just a little Sorry. bit, but that's okay. <laughs> so yeah, basically what's happening is here, you're hearing two scales. You're hearing an ascending scale and a descending scale. But you're hearing one note from the ascending scale in your right ear, and then you're hearing a descending note in the other ear, and then it switches. Uh, so then you'll hear the ascending note in the other ear and the descending note in the, uh, in the other ear as mm-hmm. well. So it kind of flips back and forth. Right. But there's another layer to this illusion, which is really weird. And this is kind of my favorite part. If you're like a lot of people, when you hear these clips together, you actually experience one of the higher tones in one ear and a lower tone in the other ear. I don't know if you recognize that at first. So I was, okay, yeah, when I was listening to it, I was only latching on to one of the two counter melodies happening at the same time. Hmm. One of the two counter melodies at the same time. You know, so there were two happening at the same time, mm-hmm. and I was only latching on to one of them, but that might just be because I was choosing to. Oh, let's see. Let's see. Let's play it again okay. one more time, and let's see if you just experienced one of them to be more uh, higher note uh, okay. in one ear than the other. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is the one I'm hearing yeah. most prominently. Okay. And do you hear that in one ear or the other? Mostly the right. Mostly the right? Yeah. Okay. And so this is where it gets really interesting, right? I want you to take your headphones off. Uh-huh. I want you to flip them around. Okay. So that you're wearing now the left earphone, the right ear, and vice versa. Got it. Okay. And we're going to play those clips again. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. So what's happening yeah, now? So I'm still hearing thing. I'm still hearing... Uh, the higher notes in the in the same ear? In the right ear. Yeah. yeah, that's really weird, though, because if you look at this stuff on sheet music, again, what you're seeing, right, is you're hearing a high note come into your right ear and then a low note come into your left ear, and then it flips. 
Okay, then you hear a high, a low note in your right ear and a high note in your left ear. So it should be equal. But for some reason, some people perceive all the higher notes to be coming from one ear and all the lower notes to be coming from the other. Um, so even when you switch your headphones around and you still hear the higher notes coming from the right ear, that would be a little strange. Do you have the sheet music in front of you? I do. Can I see this? Yeah. Okay, so looking at the sheet music, uh, I'm seeing what's actually happening in the right and left separated on two staves, and they are, are leaping all over the place. Uh, but then the perception has been transcribed here as two melodic lines moving in contrary motion, meaning that they're moving in opposite directions, but stepwise uh, is in this particular example. So... This is super cool. But that's not the only part of the illusion that's a little weird. It keeps going. It keeps going a little bit. There's layers to this. It's like an onion. You start peeling it apart. I've heard that somewhere. Uh, you've heard, yeah, probably Shrek. <laughs> There's also a distinct pattern to how people perceive these higher notes. So you said you heard the higher notes in the right ear. Is that right? Right. Right. Okay. So the woman who invented this, her name is Diana Deutsch. She found that people who were right-handed always tended to say, or on gen in general, on average, tended to say that the higher notes came from the right ear. Huh. Meanwhile, left-handed people were kind of all over the place. They, huh. didn't, they didn't particularly have one pattern or another. Yeah. Weird. This is wild. So, uh, so what's actually happening here? This is kind of weird, right? So here's how the explanation that she offers, that Diana Deutsch offers. Uh, so... Normally, as humans, we have kind of a natural tendency to assume that sounds in one frequency range are coming from one source and sounds in a different frequency range are coming from a completely different source. So the scale illusion kind of tricks your brain by piping in a pattern that kind of sounds like it could be coming from two different sources into one ear and a different but similarly jerky pattern into your other ear at the same time. So your brain isn't used to hearing things like that. Uh, so when it tries to understand these two jerky clips, it looks for notes that are similar, which then creates something that does make sense, which is in case this coherent, uh, this melody, these two melodies that you hear ascending and descending. The really cool part of this to me is that, like, even on their own, mm -hmm. each of those broken melodies didn't sound like it, it didn't sound broken enough that I wouldn't have called it one melody. Oh, I, I would have identified that as one disjointed melody but mm -hmm. i would have still called it a melody mm. but that the that the that the two other melodies can arise from it is super interesting to me yeah and that's it for this week now this just scratched the surface of auditory illusions there are tons and tons and tons of these things all over the place but you probably noticed that a lot of them were the brainchild of Diana Deutsch, so we wanted to point out that you can hear and read more of her work at deutsch.ucsd.edu. This episode of Sound Show is produced by Adrian Jeffries, Tolu Edionwe, Owen Phillips, and me, John Lago Marcino. Sound Show is a production of The Outline, a brand new, colorful, phantasmagoric website that you can check out at theoutline.com. If you want to hear more of our show, you can subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you next time.